Blog Talk Radio. Uh, and uh, it was it was not at all what they uh, put this drug on the market for. 
And, uh, uh, you know, and companies do this all the time, of course, off-label things. This was a little bit difficult because this, was, this is a little bit different because this apparently was without getting into the details of it because the details of this particular drug and the company itself are not really, in my opinion, relevant uh, to the discussion today. Uh, but it, had, it was totally, you know, unrelated to what they originally put this drug out for. And this federal court ruled recently last week, I believe, that uh, uh, in fact that the, uh, the FDA had violated the First Amendment rights of this particular company by preventing it from being able to uh, market this drug uh, before they had any type of approval to be able to market it for these particular ailments that they wanted to market it for. I think it was like it was related to triglycerides or cholesterol or something. I forget the, uh, the specifics of it, but in any event, uh, um, anyone who's aware of uh, <laughs> paid attention at all, doesn't live under a rock uh, regarding alternative health, then they know that this is just absolutely hypocritical uh, in the way that alternative health providers, alternative health companies are treated in this country. Uh, and uh, my family here, we use uh, um, healthy living oils and uh, very good, very good. I've used Arakashi and all different kinds, but we tend to like these ones, done a lot of research on them and uh, not necessarily a fan of the uh, the multi-level marketing that they get into, but but uh, but they do provide very good products and uh, they, they used to provide a lot of great information up until recently when the FDA decided to crack down on them and they had to throw away all of the information they provided and they can no longer even tell people that for instance, peppermint oil is good if you've got a little stomach ache. And uh, rather than you know go to the grocery store and buy whatever's on the, the uh, shelves there, Pepto Bismol or whatever is going to stop you up forever and uh, constipate you and give you uh, days and days and days of trouble after you have this this small stomach ache, uh, peppermint oil does not have that and will will you know will soothe your stomach. But Healthy Living, for instance, can no longer. Uh, mention this in any of their their uh, promotional material, any of the materials they send out on their oils. So they just can. Uh, um, they've advised anybody who uh, is involved with the company not to do that, uh, out of concerns that the FDA will come in and completely shut down the company, 100% uh, close them, shut the doors. Uh, today, my guest, I have bringing back here uh, Jim Spoonius, the president of Caratech, which is a uh, health uh, company. Health. Uh, not only do they provide uh, quality health products, uh, alternative health products to people. They also provide, which is what I like about the company, is the uh, the information that they provide, uh, which is uh, um, uh, you know, which is uh, a great information. It's well researched. It's intelligent, uh, and uh, they are not uh, you know this the fear mongering end of the world type stuff. They give you good, honest information about it, but but they also give you good uh, criticism of um, of of uh, regular allopathic. Uh, medicine as well, and uh, and that I appreciate. And it's not again, it's not the sky is falling into the world stuff. It's uh, um, you know it is it is a scientific approach, and this goes back to uh, Tom Valentine, the days of Tom Valentine, when he had his own radio show and uh, was interviewing alternative health providers. Who you know this this has been going on for a long time. Guys like uh, Stanislaw Brzezinski immediately comes to mind, who was uh, uh, I believe was even chased out of the country by the FDA and uh, for his treatments, which were successful of people. So I want to welcome this morning Jim Spoonius. Uh, you may have, uh, if you listened in two weeks ago, I had Jim on. Uh, we talked about uh, uh, bogus research going on in uh, in this country, the phony research that's going on, and had a very lively discussion about that. And I'm sure we're going to have a lively discussion about this this issue this morning because this certainly hits very uh, very close to home for Jim. Good morning, Jim. How are you doing? Welcome, welcome to the show. 
Very well, Chris. Thank you for having me back. And um, it was an excellent introduction. Um, not what you said that was nice about uh, our company and me, but everything else. <laughs> well, that's good. Thank you. <laughs> I'm teasing. I meant uh, it. I meant every getting, word, you know, because there no, are a lot I of know, companies I'm, I'm you know joking. that. You know, there's yeah. a lot of companies out there that you start getting into this and you're like, oh, your eyes roll back in your head and you're like, oh, come on, you know. this is Some of this stuff is just is, is over the top, but you guys actually have a very good scientific approach to it, and, uh, and I think people – but respect the people, at least your supporters respect that. I respect that, and I know a lot of people who who look into that respect it and respect the, uh, the the breadth and depth of the, of the knowledge that you guys have over there. Thank you, appreciate that. And um, I, you make a good point because there is there are a lot of health companies that, in and now with the popularity popularity of the internet, that just exist on pure sensationalism. And when you look at their information, you say, well, there's a grain of truth there, and there's a lot of sensationalism, and they just go from hype to hype to hype, and it, it's it's a business model and a formula, and it works. And not to pat ourselves on the back, but for decades we've been exploring the same issues that people that hype do without the hype, and we have avoided problem uh, supplements, problem issues, and explain them more rationally. And it's always refreshing to hear like a, someone that says, hey, I remember back in the 90s you wrote about DHEA and you were against it, um, and you didn't sell it, and you told us why. And, you know, it's not, and, and then you, you find out that another company would make a, patent, uh, a patented version of DHEA, which got rid of the side effects. <laughs> we warned about and now that's a very popular product it's like oh well thank you you know it's nice so at the time we you know we we avoided a lot of the um a lot of the hype and you know it it certainly existed before the internet but with the internet it's even um more out there so to speak but it's terrible to get to your point it's terrible what happened to that company um that you know you wake up in america and you think well i didn't know that free speech was so limited. And personally, I didn't know how limited free speech was until I went to law school, which was quite an awakening. I'm like, we're, we're sitting there studying the First Amendment. And I'm like, well, there's political speech, which has complete protection, meaning no prior restraint. No one can tell you what to say in advance or censor you. That is, the government can't. Um, prior to... Uh, the full adoption of the First Amendment and incorporation in the states, states used to regulate even political speech um, and, and fine people for saying certain things. Um, so the, what the Supreme Court, though, they gave, ultimately they gave full protection to uh, uh, political speech, but they gave uh, a lesser grade of protection to what's called commercial speech. And commercial speech is you know, as the word implies, anything that's said in commerce. Um, when you're selling something and you're subject to regulatory control, and that this is a whole topic of irritation to people that believe in an unfettered free speech, you know, as it should be, as we, as, as we understand the First Amendment, Congress shall make no law, you know, restricting, I'm paraphrasing, uh, speech. It's like here we have an example of a federal agency which is telling a, a private company, you can't say this. And I want to make it very clear. They're not saying you can't say it because it's not true. 
What they're saying is you can't say it because it hasn't been approved. You have not gone through an approval process for um, what they consider to be a particular claim uh, that's made. And that's how they look at it, and that's how they're able to come in and use their enforcement powers, in my opinion, and a lot of people's opinion, to suppress what is truly free speech. Now, that said, you mentioned this court ruling, and let me tell you something. This is, even though this court ruling did not apply to um, uh, a supplement company, it did apply to a drug company, what's very, very encouraging for anyone in business, whether you sell supplements, whether you are in other areas, you know, you, you regulated, I mean, supplement companies are regulated by typically two agencies, the Food and Drug Administration and also the Federal Trade Commission, which has levied major fines on individuals um, who violate their rules. Um, this, this case is very important because what this federal judge did, uh, he looked at what the company was doing, that is this drug company, and he said, well, as long as they are being truthful and have adequate qualifiers in their language, in their speech, they're communicating information to doctors, it, he gave it full protection. And that is very, very significant because in many different areas of this overregulated country, we can see where, hey, what if I were to tell people what my product, um, you know, is, is for uh, and also put in enough information that is, uh, um, you know, honest and truthful with qualifiers. And that puts a, puts a, a, a different spin on, um, uh, on how they're going to respond to this. Now, I don't know if they're going to appeal this. This was a uh, federal district judge. They could appeal it. They could let it stand. But there has been a trend among all the courts, thankfully, to give more, prote more protection to commercial speech, responsible commercial speech. Let's put it that way. And that's a very, very good sign. So um, I was, even though I know some people reported on the case, they said, well, it's outrageous that supplement companies aren't given the same treatment that this drug company is. And they are right. There's no doubt about it. Um, it's a very encouraging thing to have a federal judge look at this set of facts and say, no, here we have a case where um, commercial speech does have some merit, if it's, you know, handling it responsibly. And um, if they appeal, you know, if the FDA appeals, we, and we're going to watch it, definitely, and I'll, we'll continue to talk about it. Hopefully the appellate court will rule with the, uh, with the district court, and then the FDA, if, if that does occur, you know, they'll be put to the test of, do we want to appeal this to the Supreme Court, and what will happen? And even though I'm a harsh critic of the legal system, just because it seems every time... Um, well, not every time, a lot of times. I don't want to say every time. Many times uh, the Supreme Court looks at cases and they come out with the most absurd rulings and they turn this idea of rights on its head. Um, but I'll be encouraged. It's possible that a case like this or others like it, you know, where we're not dealing with 
supplement companies, you're dealing with other drug companies, whatever, they could, the Supreme Court could look at this issue and say, look, people are adult enough to read some information, and as long as it's truthful, it's not misleading, and adequate qualifiers are put in, you know what? We're going to change the regulatory rules at the FDA, the FTC, and everyone else. You're going to have to let consumers. I'm sorry? No, I was going to say, Jim, let me ask you a question here. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt your thought on that. It sounded like you were you were, you were were coming to a close there. Um, yeah. You're going to have to let consumers be able to make up their own minds, and I think that's a, that's, that's a good point. But let me ask you a, qu- a relevant question here, I think, is that isn't part of the problem here the FDA, much like the IRS, uh, effectively makes up its own laws as it goes along. And, and when I use, say these terms laws, I mean, we're talking about these regulations that they create. It's not like they go to Congress and get Congress to enact new regulations and new rules and things like that. I mean, they're effectively changing, shaping, altering uh, these, these, these various regulations that are there. It's not like the FDA went to Congress to say, hey, we want to start cracking down on uh, these uh, alternative uh, uh, health providers. Uh, they, they just but, but like the IRS does the same thing. They just go after people. You know, they, they've got their own police force and, and their own uh, their own set of, of bureaucrats that they crack that they you know they, they chase down on people. Is, is that it's true? An, it is true. It's an excellent point. And agencies have often gone beyond even not only what Congress allows them to do. They do publish their own regulations. They'll say, well, here's what we're going to do. They even go beyond their own regulations. And Congress and the courts don't rein them in enough. That's a very true uh, statement. And what's kind of ironic, you mentioned, I know, of course, how can we all ignore it's 9-11. There were hearings in the Senate, like, prior to 9-11, just a few days before 9-11, on dietary supplements. There was a a fellow, I think his name was John Bro from Louisiana, a senator, and he was holding up these beautiful brochures from... Uh, what was then a huge company, and I don't know if they're still around, run by this guy named Braswell. Braswell was a very successful marketer, and he put out these beautiful, glossy um, uh, brochures with, I mean, you talk about promises, like, you know, here's a woman that's 80, and she looked 40, and she takes our supplement. And he was making hundreds of millions of dollars. Um, this, and I'm pretty sure his name is Braswell. And John Bro, it's like he's this, you know, distinguished fellow from Louisiana, was just outraged. Oh, I get these in the mail, and I mm-hmm. can't believe these promises. And I'm like, oh, okay, you know, here it comes from someone in the Senate of the United States yeah. when all of these other things are going on. You're going after Braswell. And then I think Braswell was, um, I think he was uh, pardoned by Clinton. Um, mm. it, it was so it's like you know there was some obvious political things aside from the issue of right. like, whack the yeah. supplement industry with yeah. this notorious guy. <laughs> but, but, you know, that's what happened. they do, right? I mean, they wheel out they wheel out caffeine pills and uh, and these these uh, you know pills from from China that have you know God knows what in them, arsenic and all kinds of crazy stuff in there, and then they wheel that out to kind of as, as to to make it's this this whole straw man argument to right. uh, to sort of smear the entire uh, alternative health when there's so many good companies and good people out there that are putting out putting out good products and and muzzling you all. You're right. And it's like um even with Braswell, it's like, well, so what if, you know, at the end of the day I have to side uh, with the 
hardcore um, libertarian, like we talked about last time, the, mm-hmm. you know, uh, your anarcho-capitalist friends. It's like at the end of the day, um, if, if someone wants to say something, you know, uh, and another person reads it and wants to do it, as long and the only governing thing to me would be if there's fraud involved, that's another story, you know, where's right. the harm? What about consenting adults? I can walk into a liquor store tonight and buy as much booze as I want and drink myself to death, and there isn't any, pardon me, uh, bureaucrat telling me I can't do it. Sure, they put out public service messages, you know, now about smoking, and they, they hit big tobacco, the government, and they've hit big tobacco primarily for, for money. Um, they get a lot of money from big tobacco. They also sort of immunize claims against big tobacco because the states themselves and the federal government made a deal with big tobacco okay you can exist no one there are no like new entries into the tobacco world so they have all these nonsensical public service announcements oh tobacco's bad yet i can go and buy smoke as many cigarettes as i want tonight right who's going to stop me it's legal it's a legal product and what does it have on it oh it has a warning well why the hell can't your um, uh, company that uh sells essential oils, have the same warning and let you try to use it for something good instead of something that we all know is bad because smoking is so bad, they yeah, warn us I, with government but, money. You know, the, the, the bigger picture here, though, is the truth because they're not even really interested oh. in uh, – and you said this earlier – they're not even really interested in, uh, um, uh, you know, in, in being able to gauge what is, what is true and what is, what is false. They just don't even want you to, to, to talk about this at all, any of this stuff. And that, you know, it, these, are, these are things right. that, that have you know, literally millennia, in some cases millennia right, of, uh, of history attached to them that these are beneficial to people's health. Well, you're absolutely right, and it's about su- suppression of speech. And people think, you know, because of the way our media presents these issues, that if you're selling something, and I'm, I'm not a fan of Mike Huckabee, let me just say this, you know, I'm, I don't mm-hmm. like his, uh, I think his eschatology is the most toxic thing to man, mm, yeah, you know, his, yeah. his views on all that, and, 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 I, and he comes off like a huckster to me, this is just personal, yeah. some of the listeners sure. like him, hey, you know, I'm putting it out there, yeah. but what is he uh-huh. being criticized for, because he was associated with a dietary supplement he was promoting yeah. a dietary supplement for blood sugar health that had cinnamon, yeah. and everyone's like, "Oh my God!" All of a sudden, like, yeah. that, that is what's really bad about Mike Huckabee. Um, but but people don't ask all these people that supposedly love free speech, and they'll say, "You know, you're you're getting into um, you know the government shouldn't regulate any kind of speech, especially with porn, and it's always this." You know, these narrow-minded, yeah, yeah, right-wing yeah. moralists. But when it comes yeah. to the ability to tell someone about your product in a lawful, non-truthful way, where are the people t- that come to our aid? I mean, this is one time yeah. when uh, all the money of Cato, and, and even though, you know, they're big, what are they, Beltway libertarians, uh, yeah. Cato yeah. and others ought to grab a case and mm-hmm. take it to the Supreme Court, because the Cato group, to their credit, <laughs> are the folks that, uh, and I can't remember the name of it, I think it was Hellman, the, uh, the gun rights case mm. um, that they took. And they, they actually were responsible for that key ruling, five to four, 
that said that yeah, you have a right to a firearm. Yeah. And that yeah, yeah, is shaping the, the, the whole case, country. Right? Yeah. Yeah, and they're shaping the whole country's yeah. laws on concealed carry. And thank goodness those Beltway Libertarians took up that cause. Hey guys, you got a lot of people in the dietary supplement world yeah. that yeah. would love that kind of money and status yeah. and you yeah. know, to have that take a case. It could it could be your you know, your the, the product that you're using. It could be anybody. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, but it, it's all about free speech and the ability to tell people the truth. And uh, you're right. It, the, you know, it's kind of weird. You're like, well, wait a minute. I didn't lie. Here's a study that said this. Or traditional use. Who needs a study? People have used frankincense. I mean, what? The, you know, the, they had frankincense with the baby Jesus, and that's an right. essential oil. Like, yeah. what, what do I need yeah. to, you know, of course it, I mean, it had, it had mm. religious import. It also had medicinal import. Here's the doctor. Yeah. Why do I have to be, what, what do you mean approved? What are you talking yeah. about? I mean, really? Yeah. It's crazy. And it's scientific because you look at, you know, people use, I think you, you guys have a product now, what is it, a grape leaf or what is the one that you, or, or is it olive, uh, olive extract or what's the one that you have? Yeah, we have leaf um, extract, I think olive leaf yeah. and that has tr- a lot of traditional use and it does have yeah. studies, absolutely. And there's many other yeah. things out there that we, you know, all kinds of products that we don't sell right. that have the same uh, study base and history. Use. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, you know, and you, and you can run, people can run into trouble. With it, right. and um, I'll tell you what's really troublesome, though. Aside from this um, talk, which thank you, it's it's people need to know. And what happened was, you know, back when the Dietary Supplement Health and Education Act was passed, it was a, it was supposed to give people a framework, you know, companies a, a legal framework to be able to educate consumers. And even though it passed on a voice vote, and you know from Washington, when th- something passes on a voice vote. Yeah, it, you know, it, it was like the public was screaming because what happened was we had this uh, commissioner Kessler who was very aggressive on dietary supplement companies. He had SWAT team raids on Dr. Jonathan Wright and others. Can you imagine a SWAT team raid on a <laughs> physician because he's what he might have some L-tryptophan or some B12 injections? It was just insane, you know. And all all of that heavy, aggressive, militarized policing against alternative practitioners backfired and there were celebrities that came out even mel gibson lindsey wagner they all said hey we got to do something i have a right to take a vitamin don't i you know and then congress they got more letters more calls any other issue it was on dietary supplements so they passed this law and they never really funded the law the law wasn't the best there were compromises uh, made and a lot of shenanigans involved in the press passing of the law. You know, some companies wanted to create regulations so that they would have preferential. You know, the, yeah. the supplement companies became the drug companies. Let's put it that way. Well, we uh, want to rule out our competition. You know, we want this rule. That it, it was like, you know, all that, and that wasn't manifested in the law itself, but it was manifested behind the scenes. You know, what they mm-hmm. really wanted. You had to question them. And um, we're left now where, you know, um, something else needs to be done. And, and the establishment says, well, you need to be regulated more. And we say, no, we need to be regulated properly and less on speech, definitely. Yeah. Um, but I know also we were talking before we went on the show about this uh, vaccination issue. Mm. Oh, my God, yeah. the polio shedding. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, before we get into that one, let's. Oh, yeah, uh, well. there's one, one other point I wanted to make here because uh, this is not just in the United States. I mean, this issue is going global, right? I mean, this is this is a big deal because now you have these global or, organizations like the UN that are getting involved in regulating alternative health and and access to supplements oh, and uh, yeah, and, and so vitamins. Oh, yeah, that's an excellent point. Yeah, yeah. And you're right because what happens is. Um, um, and and uh, the the folks at the National Health Federation have been reporting on Codex for years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The European Union and what Codex is? It's this um, supposed, you know, um, body of individuals. Now I'm not sure how related they are to any particular government or not entity. They are to some extent. And they, and but they they're propose, representatives um, from various governments are coming together, you know, to to yeah. to uh, be able to to uh, enact this this these uh, these international agreements that are there. So there are representatives from the U.S. government from governments all around the world that are right. that are doing the, this. Yeah. That participate in this codex, yeah. and and what they do is they they um, set very low limits for uh, vitamins, far below what any of us would take. And their goal at, at Codex is to have, um, and they already have, like they'll have an infinitesimal amount of uh, B vitamins, they'll say, that are proper. Mm. And mm-hmm. what the concern is from health activists is that those rules will somehow become mandated in the U.S., like you say, by through these international agreements. And to their credit, the FDA said, "Look, we're the FDA. We're in charge here. You know that's <laughs> we yeah. don't, we're not beholden to those agreements um, or whatever understandings. However, you know they certainly could open up the door down the road as we've as we know. I know the Free Press you're reporting on the TPP, so are we. We don't know the implications of these international agreements, whether um, other countries or other people will be able to sue the U.S. government right. for not following, let's say, and this is purely hypothetical, uh, not following a standard that might be in, in France or Spain, say, for a lower mm-hmm. uh, vitamin supplement recommendation or law. It's very murky, very unknown. And, and that could be a and what the NHF. That's why they go and they they participate in Codex and they actually say, "Look, we're representing this other view because um, they don't want backdoor regulations that could occur mm-hmm. where you're like, oh, I didn't know I have to follow this body out there, this entity that <laughs> made this rule yeah. Yeah. in Belgium or wherever." Um, so, so they go to the meetings and they voice their opinion, and my, that's what uh, is happening. But yeah, all over the globe, this is yeah. crazy. I mean, yeah, there's yeah, a yeah. war on supplements. Yeah, right, right. And there's a massive these big big pharma, these big pharmaceutical companies are definitely involved in this as well. And uh, one they of the goals, are. obviously, is to uh, to um, you know uh, turn alternative health to make it so that it's. Uh, 
um, it is something that you need by you get by prescription. You have to go see your doctor in order to get. You know, these are some of my understandings of it. Maybe maybe that's sensationalistic. I don't know, but no, but it's I not. Wouldn't be, it's not you know, yeah, that, that you want you want right. vitamin C. You need to go to your doctor and get a prescription for a certain type of vitamin C that's that's manufactured by Merck or uh, or manufactured by uh, you know the uh, what is it Glaxo uh, you know Klein or Smith Klein or one of these these major uh, pharmaceutical uh, corporations. You know, you won't be able to do that. And of course, it'll come from China or you know where you have they're 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 putting these things out at the uh, the the least expensive they can. So yeah, I wanted to make that final point there. And I guess really that was a good that you brought that up earlier. That was a good segue because the 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 other topic that I wanted to talk about today was this this recent news here about the vaccinations, which a lot of people are you know it's one of the hottest topics I think out there right now, and one of the the, the really some of the most emotional debate over uh, that I've seen even you know people that I know have uh, um, got into very heated arguments about this uh, over this this issue and you know people are are afraid for their children and on both sides you know people who heavily right. vaccinate their children are afraid for that that their children might might come in contact with an unvaccinated child and then they might get something and then unvaccinated children are are worried that they'll come in contact with vaccinated children and on and on and on and it's really become a a bad uh, a very very bad situation here I think I said before Jim I don't know whether we're on the same uh, you know agreement here, but uh, um, I, I have always believed that, that, and I stated this before, that in concept vaccines uh, is a very good concept. I, I think the idea of uh, um, generally immunizing the body, of using, you know, of, of using science and things to be able to uh, uh, teach the body how to handle certain diseases, certain viruses, even even some bacteria, and uh, and to build up your immune system. I mean, it's at the foundation of what alternative health is all about. Rather than you say chemotherapy to kill your body to effectively kill you know some tumor in there, what you're doing is you're in in the case, in the in the concept behind vaccines is that you are using these uh, these tools to go out there and to teach your own body how to fight off these uh, these viruses and these invaders. And I think that that is that's a laudable. Uh, a positive um, goal. My concern with vaccines is I do not trust the pharmaceutical companies, the companies that are manufacturing these vaccines, and I think that that I have grave concerns over what they're putting in these vaccines and the amount of vaccines that they're giving to children here. And I think that this recent case with the polio vaccine is is a good is is a perfect example. And I, Jim, you're you're you are uh, you told me you've done a lot of research on it, so I'll let you run with this and explain this this uh, what, what I'm talking about here. Well, we have a polite disagreement. I understand what you're mm. saying about vaccines, and I would say that um, I don't think introducing dead or live viruses is a good idea. I think that the body's own immunity can, when I say can handle, should be left alone when it comes to introducing viruses into the system. Um, the body's own natural immunity can, can handle almost anything, and it does. Um, however, I understand what you're saying, and there is a real problem with the other things in vaccines. And even um, like Dr. Geyer, who is pro-vaccine, says, hey, you know, um, I don't believe in the flu vaccine, and I don't like all of these. We need to look carefully at what's used in the vaccines um, to, uh, to make better vaccines. But yeah. uh, the, w- the way I look at it is, is that I don't think anybody should be forced to have a vaccine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't, you know, we we might politely disagree on that. I don't know, 
but it's like no, I um, don't. I, I don't think you don't. Running I didn't think around. You did. No, no, so <laughs> of course not. I mean, I'm not that type of. You know what I mean? I mean the You're idea of lining people up and holding a, them. To, yeah, exactly. You don't want to stick a gun in someone's face and say, "Take this vaccine." <laughs> you know, and and that blew up in. But the, but they're talking about that in California. Of course, that blew up in the face of uh, Rick Perry in Texas when uh, when yeah, he got yeah. into this whole uh, HPV vaccine and Gardasil, and uh, and then it came out that you know his. Second in command was uh, was actually working with the manufacturer of Gardasil and on and on and on and this really shows you this this type, this is this this gets at the heart of my mistrust of all of this is that when I see some politician up there is advocating this I gotta I want to follow the money I want to find out you know who, well, who's, the, who's the you know how what, how fat of a check did Merck write to this guy or one of these uh, one of these uh, major manufacturers out there you know. There was a check written to Governor Perry, and yeah. I think it was a yeah. I can't remember the amount. It wasn't a huge amount. Yeah. No, no, but but it was, it was more embarrassing than that. It was his, his I yeah. think it was second in command or something was was on the task, or his wife had right. was involved in some so-called grassroots organization to uh, to vaccinate everyone, and and uh, they were both of them were financially connected to the manufacturer of Gardasil, and it was exactly. it was so, and it was and, on and, and on, that's you know? right and. It was the WPA program for the Perry uh-huh. family. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's, I don't know, another one. I shouldn't talk about these politicians, but he's, oh, God, I, I can't yeah. explain that guy at all. But whatever. Yeah, well, right? you know, the Republican he Party, gets, I just, I'm, I'm not a Democrat either, but, uh, and I, I've worked on a, a Democratic political campaign years ago, 2008, actually, presidential campaign. Uh, and uh, I, got, I got a big beef with the Democratic Party as well, too. But uh, the uh, the Republican Party today, I mean, it's just, I don't know what is going on with, with them. And that's probably another topic for another day. Oh, it is another show. Really, and we, you, I'd like to go there, too, because the, when I see the characters and they get up and they just say yeah. this, you know, like in his case, when, uh, he, when he tried to defend it, it's like, oh, my God. Yeah. And then he backed away from it. And then... yeah. Uh, well, anyway, and then they're going to stand you're, up. You're and right. Saying about small government and about scaling back government, I know, well, that's, government that's intrusive the in our lives. And, and, yeah, and oh, by the way, let's go ahead and write a big fat check to Lockheed, to Boeing, and Lockheed Martin, and all these uh, these military producers, and let's go start invading a whole bunch of other countries and causing a refugee crisis, and on and on and on. And I just don't know what's going on with these guys here. And as as Pat Buchanan said, I don't understand what's going on with this generation today that wants to get involved in everybody's fight, every little fight, every little you know little struggle, every little thing that's going all around the world we want to stick our, our our noses right in the middle of it it's just insane the republicans are right in the middle of that anyways getting back to this issue here this, this polio vaccine <laughs> yeah i'm gonna here, this, i'm gonna pick story. on pat buchanan there you go oh, oh you yeah pre, no his uh, previous no. generation oh. say it's it's oh, Woodrow yeah. wilson pal i'm kidding right no, but right, right he knows yeah. that i know he's yeah. smart he enough to know that it's Woodrow wilson um it's got yeah anyway so this british guy right this british guy that uh um, there that was uh, fully vaccinated, and now he is uh, um, excreting uh, this uh, uh, a, a, a strain of polio as a result of this. And I know that for years, uh, people, critics of vaccines in general, had uh, commented about this and concerns over this that uh, about being people who get vaccinated are contagious, uh, and that our bodies will begin to excrete. Uh, these uh, these these viruses that are there, you know, that, that are that are that are dumped into their bodies. A- absolutely, and it was pretty stunning because it came out of the establishment, um, the news that is of this fellow who's I think uh, 30 years old, mm-hmm. and they tested his uh, feces and found that there are virulent strains, and he's been shedding for years and and what's mm-hmm. really astonishing is yeah. that um 
he's been shedding these for years, and as time develops, because of the way um, our own bodies work and our gut microbe, the the result is it's a much more virulent, virulent, nasty yeah. strain than even the vaccine had, which tells you something about the way um, the the body works. It's just uh, bizarre. And then in the same breath, their answer is, well, we need to vaccinate more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, well, wait a minute now, because if you, I mean, when you kind of go back to polio, there needs to, there needs to be more uh, revisionism, so to speak, on polio. Yeah. Because we've been lied to about its uh, its scope, its danger, and and how it was cured in every yeah. sense. I mean, we so all let me, grow let me, up. Let me belie- just let me let me just sure. inter- interrupt you here at one point. Actually, when when you said that, the the story, what they say is they say, oh, whoops, I'm sorry, we don't use that kind of vaccine anymore. That was wrong. We made a mistake. We're using a different kind now. We don't have those kinds of problems. And so now we got to wait another. 20 years or 15 years for them to say, oh, I'm so sorry, we're using the wrong kind of vaccine then. Now we use a different kind of vaccine, so make sure you get your vaccines on that. So that really is the argument that these these companies use about, and they, they used it with this particular guy here because apparently he was taking some uh, oral polio vaccine is what he got, right. which they discontinued in, in, I forget, around 2000, 2001, or the late 90s or something like that. And now they use an injectable version, which they say, no, it's different. We don't have that problem anymore. But, you know, I mean, how well, do they know? <laughs> you, know well, they, they, you don't know what you they, don't know. They, they do know because they do use, I mean, they were using an oral polio vaccine. Yeah. And it did problems in terms of, uh, of uh, shedding and other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they, you know, they still use the oral polio vaccine in yeah. developing in countries. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they still sell it. Sure, part- they'll sell it to third world countries and you know other countries. That, uh, right, uh, you know, these it, poor countries. It, it's what like the hell? might as well dump it. Yeah, yeah. they're. They're they're talking out of all sides of their mouth on the vaccine issue. Yeah, because, we we got a warehouse um, full of the stuff that that uh, that you know has horrible side effects here. What the hell are we going to do with it? It's not like we're going to burn the warehouse down. We might as well sell it to Africa or Indonesia or something. You know, so they, yeah. Same and what was it, it, right? And what was kind of funny was they were well, nothing funny about it. They start out with the news. There's an outbreak, and like what outbreak? Two people had it. And then, oh, well, what's the outbreak? Oh, it's from the oral polio vaccine itself. Yeah. It wasn't from this wild polio, which exists. I mean, yeah. there are all kinds of viruses that people have that we're all exposed to. And what yeah. I'll tell you who did a really good job, uh, Dr. Suzanne Humphreys, who was a nephrologist, hmm. kidney specialist, and she was working in a hospital, and she found out yeah. that all of her, her admitted patients were being given um, vaccines, and then they were told, I mean, she was told basically, well, it's our, it's our policy. And they were kind of signing her name off on these vaccines. And she put her foot yeah. down. She said, look, you know, you're signing my name off. You're giving these vaccines really without her consent. And I'm seeing patients fail that have immune-compromised problems. You're giving them a flu vaccine, a pneumonia vaccine. Can you stop? And, you know, she would... She threw a wrench and she's into, into the hospital bureaucracy. And this just goes back to the mindset about vaccinations. It's like, is it the best thing in the world to put live or dead viruses in people, or should we have our own immunity fight things off naturally? Mm. Should mm-hmm. we look to more factors in terms of keeping our immunity up? 
should we look more carefully at what was said about epidemics and what the real causes were? Mm. Um, and re- regarding polio, I mean, 95% of us, 95% of people that get infected with polio have no symptoms. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is according to the establishment themselves. And you have about 4 to 8% that exhibit minor symptoms. Uh, you have pain, stiffness in your neck, et cetera. Um, and we recover. It's like the same, very similar symptoms to influenza mm-hmm. or any other viral infection. And then what we had is under 1% of people um, are paralyzed. And of those, about 5 to 10% die. Uh, and because when, when the virus um, impacted the, uh, the respiratory system, that's what caused people right. to die. Yeah. And what Dr. Humphreys and other skeptics of, of vaccines ask, they say, look, what triggered that small proportion of the population to turn mm. paralyzed or as the immunology, you know, what made it active, what made it dangerous? Yeah. And the establishment really has no answer to that question. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They just, well, vaccinate, vaccinate everybody, mm-hmm. vaccinate everybody for everything. Yeah. And that's one of the problems. And Dr. Humphreys went back around the time and, and examined um, a lot of the evidence and, and studies. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm mentioning her extensively because I like to give yeah. credit, you know. Yeah. Um, she, um, she found that there were some key environmental factors that made uh, polio more invasive, more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, more dangerous. And then there were also some statistical games <laughs> that the establishment yeah. made right. to make it more. I mean, there was big money agenda behind mm-hmm. um, pushing the idea that everybody needed this vaccine. There was a big scare campaign by Madison Avenue itself. I mean, they showed these horrible pictures of these beautiful children uh, right. crippled. You don't want your kid to be crippled. Yeah. You better give yeah, them I mean, the they, vaccine. They wheel out FDR, you know. They bring out the images of FDR. And, oh, uh, FDR, you Tell yeah. the story and, of FDR, exactly. you know. Yeah, sure. Right, right. And then yeah. um, what happened was, I mean, she, she dug into some things and found out that, you know, environmentally there were some very unsanitary conditions. Um, uh, they were using our, uh, our friend Monsanto, DDT everywhere, DDT. Yeah. DDT yeah. was literally sprayed on people, and when you had DDT poisoning, it ex- presented the same symptoms of polio. You know, that did not get acknowledged until later, yeah. let's put it that way. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were people saying it. They were ignored. It was all the hype about vaccine curing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, mothers were encouraged to go on formulas. They had patented formulas instead of breastfeeding. Right. And that made quite a difference in, in developing children because, you know, when a child starts, infant develops, it develops an immunity. And mm-hmm. um, come into contact with various stuff out there, viruses, bacteria, your own body develops its own resistance. Mm-hmm. And where the, the natural school steps in is the natural school says, okay, well, obviously if someone's sick, if you're in that 4 to 8%, category, let's say with polio exposure, or it could be anything. It could be the flu. Chicken you know, pox let's use, is a good example. Right, chicken, chicken pox, pox, yes. Yeah. Let's, let's use compresses. Let's, let's do mm-hmm. something. Let's use some, mm-hmm. you know, some herb from somewhere. <laughs> let's yeah. use frankincense. You know, and yeah. that was 
their method of healing. And it's true that not everyone made it. And it's also mm-hmm. true, and the pro-vaccine people, you know, there's no, a lot of people die from, from vaccines. People yeah. die in general. Yeah. And, and one they're of the finding more and more, you know, like young, I think young black males they're finding now have a, a certain reaction. I mean, you know, people are different. And they're finding, I believe, young black males now are having reactions to certain vaccines. And uh, it's starting to, uh, the, these things are starting to, to percolate up. Uh, that uh, right. that there are even you know ethnic groups that are having reactions to things. So, uh, absolutely, yeah. and um, we um, you're you're absolutely right about that. And it, so people were giving their um, mothers are giving their children formula. They weren't getting the the natural protection. Um, tonsillectomies were a big deal back then, and mm, Dr. Humphreys yeah. pointed out how you know you were two times more likely to contract this polio thing, and I'll get to that in a second, because there's mm-hmm. a question about what it was, frankly. Yeah, sure. And if, you, and, and if you went full active, paralyzed, bad, it was six times higher in those that had tonsillectomies, because the tonsils mm. have a protective role, mm. and doctors were yanking them out. They considered it quite, um, you know, at the time, that was modern advanced medicine to mm-hmm. pull them out. They looked at the fact yep. that they were inflamed. They said, bad, remove. That's kind of that allopathic mindset. Yeah, that sure. Just cut it and out. And then they're right. like, they even put out these, uh, um, they even put out um, uh, pub- kind of, uh, when I say they, the medical establishment was like, oh, um, try not to do tonsillectomies during polio season <laughs> because... He didn't want to wake people up to the fact that, yeah. well, you yanked the tonsils out. You know, yeah. the ten kids in the room that had their tonsils out are more affected than the other kids. And then we start yeah, adding yeah. into it. You go, oh, well, you know, were you breastfed? Um, what, what are your sanitary? Were you bathing in DDT? You know, I mean, right. it, was, it was terrible. And then even, um, you know, our good, uh, I say our good friend, he's a past but a wonderful uh, scholar, and researcher Eustace Mullins pointed out in yeah. Murder by Injection about how there was a strong correlation between the consumption of white sugar in junk food and mm. the incidence of polio. Mm. And it was pretty startling. North Carolina, for some reason, you know, North Carolina was number two in polio. And this Dr. Sandler went around, and, you know, normally, normally when you tell a person not to eat junk food, they don't yeah. listen. But because right. of all of that propaganda out there about polio and how bad it was, yeah. and it certainly, I don't want to diminish, it was really bad for those that were affected. The question is of what course, caused yeah. it and what exacerbated it. And, and, and he had people listen to him. So he actually got people to get off junk food, white sugar, processed foods, all this crap. And there was a huge drop in, in within a year. It went from six, 66 in 10,000. Hmm. Uh, to six, it went. It dropped ninety percent hmm. in North Carolina within a year, wow. and that was yeah. from one man's just going out and doing grassroots uh, right. activism. You know, and yeah. and most of us don't know about that. That's why you know it's always it's always good to um, um, dig into the people that did research um, years ago that don't get the attention or credit that I think they right. should get, like Eustace Mullins and others. Sure. Um, 
So it's yeah, interesting because I had read uh, um, I read a uh, I've read a, f- a few books on on this this subject and these communicable diseases and such and you know people who are critical of tying vaccines specifically to the decline in incidence of these diseases. And the, many of the people point out that, well, you know, at the same time, you've seen new technology and you've seen new understanding of things like, you know, sanitation and uh, uh, sterilization. They, we understand better how ba- viruses and bacteria work and how they, the, the transmission of them uh, in mm-hmm. general uh, today. And so they're more willing, you know, and they don't take into these when these people are doing these uh, these studies and say, oh, well, look, they started vaccinating here and uh, we've seen a decline in this disease here. They also don't take into account the uh, the changes in, in generally how society is. And that's interesting you point out about polio and about the uh, the, the, the how the, uh, um, you know, in, in these uh, the, the, the you change the sanitary conditions. And that certainly affects uh, how people uh, react to to polio and how the body handles polio. Exactly, and it's um, the 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 language is uh, correlation versus causation, and sure. people in the alternative world, and and you're right to point that out because people in the alternative world, we all we use correlation a lot because we don't always have the kind of studies we want. And when mm-hmm. Stephanie Seneff wrote about glyphosates, and she showed correlation, I mean, freaky, yeah. strikingly convincing correlations between glyphosates and all kinds of diseases. Yeah. And um, it's like the, the establishment's, ah, oh, that's just correlation. Yeah. And then when you look at the evidence for vaccination, what do yeah. they have? They have correlation. But what right. they have right. is they not only have correlation supporting vaccination, they have a lot of manipulation. And this fellow by the name of Dr. Greenberg testified to Congress. He kind of tried to debunk some of this. And it's, it was like before the, va- before the Salk vaccine was introduced, what they considered polio, um, they would look at symptoms and they would look at, um, well, does the person present symptoms of paralysis? And they would check them within, you know, 24 hours later, they're still there. They have polio, checked off as polio. Mm. And we know that a lot of people that had symptoms, let's say 24 hours apart, they disappeared. Yeah, you can get and that what happened flu, one, too. You know, you get yeah, exactly, and they, they didn't know they weren't sophisticated from, yeah. doing, no you yeah. know, stool samples. But they, this wasn't happening then. They weren't they weren't doing laboratory right. confirmation. Yeah. So what they did is after they introduced the vaccine, <laughs> they switched it yeah. from twenty four days, sorry, twenty four hours to sixty days. Wow. To check symptoms, and they had wow. they attributed the the uh you know the in, the the polio vaccine yeah. to the cure so of course the headlines polio cured by vaccine not <laughs> people would have recovered anyway yeah. and they did yeah and what dr greenberg pointed out which was really devastating was that the number of people that did have polio that became paralyzed huh. increased after wow. the vaccination which wow. was horrible and to get to huh. your point, and you made a good one about the differences of vaccine, live versus dead, there yeah. were Swedish scientists at the time who said, this vaccine is not dead. They used formaldehyde, mm. some formaldehyde yeah. combination, which, you know, you've got to wonder, inject, how, how good of a, and you're right, I mean, you, you know, you make a good point about what else is put into vaccines. Yeah, sure, Isn't sure, it sure. a good idea to inject 
formaldehyde in kids or anyone to prevent yeah. polio? The Swedes didn't say that. The Swedes said, hey, you're not inactivating that virus. <laughs> <laughs> so it was like, and all of this happened so fast. I mean, yeah. Dr. Humphrey said, it, she, she said it took about two hours to approve polio, to mandate wow. it. That was what was con- yeah. considered. And that's what happens during an epidemic. Yeah. So that wow. was, you know, and w- when you look at all these other factors, you look at nutrition, you look at the statistical game playing, and you go back, yeah. and, you know, even a, even a cursory look tells you something is very, very wrong with the way vaccines yeah. have been sold to us in the U.S. And what sure. do we do? We sit here today. And you mention, you know, what's going on in the world, and we have refugees, and uh, smart people have been talking about immigration problems for years. And smart people look at Europe and they say, oh, that's not good. That There's two ways to look at it. You know, we say it's really a tragedy that our yeah. U.S. foreign policy is causing all of this dis- disruption in the Middle East, and people are fleeing to Europe. I mean, I personally don't see it as some... Muslim invasion. I don't think they mm-hmm. bomb themselves in order to send themselves over yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> to Germany, you know. And, I, and believe right. me, I'm sympathetic to the Greeks and the Germans that, quote, are dealing with the problem, but we also see reports in Saudi Arabia. They have air-conditioned yeah. tents that can handle millions of people, Jordan. and they're not taking them the, in. Yeah. The, so there yeah, has to yeah, be yeah. some kind of a fix. Where, I'm, where yeah. I'm going with this is that patriots... But you can't put these people everywhere, you know. I mean, if you've got 11 million people live in Syria, I've seen these, some of these images in Jordan, for instance, of these camps yeah. uh, that are there, and they have these massive camps. And uh, But the reality is that we've... Uh, I, I don't want to get off topic here, but, yeah, you're right. We've done this, you know. We've, well, I agree Libya with you, was, and I'm making... Yes, we you're right. We've done this. We didn't have immigration from Libya until we yeah. destroyed that country. We, we did, and we're yeah. causing anyway. all these problems for yeah. neocon hegemony that, uh, hegemony yeah. that all of us agree yeah. to. And yeah. my concern uh, from, uh, from the health guy here for just a second yeah, is sure. that we're looking at um, refugees, and it's scaring a lot of people, and it should. But it's also I wouldn't want to see forced uh, vaccinations for mm. a new disease that they haven't even talked about yet to cover yeah. that problem. And that's always a serious concern when, you know, when I say normal, when when the dialogue, and we pick down the Republicans, and we can, because they deserve it, but when the dialogue in the Republican community is, oh, how bad it is about this and that, and I'm like, yeah, we know it's bad, but you you guys cause it with your foreign policy, and are they going to be the ones trying to shove a new mandated vaccine down our throat, so to speak, because of the problem that they caused to begin with? That's a very good point. Yeah, that's interesting. And you it's look at—I was looking at pictures earlier this morning of uh, these these uh, Syrian refugees trying to get into Macedonia, and the, you could see it's pouring rain. Uh, this is on Al Jazeera's news website. It's pouring rain. There was clothes everywhere. You know, if you take thousands of people and put them in a small confined space, you have sanitation issues. You have, you know, you got to deal with food. You have to deal with toilets. All of this stuff. You are creating an environment that is perfect for the spread of bacteria, for viruses and things. You're going to have these, these larger outbreaks coming across. 100% and what's the solution right. today? What's the solution yeah. today? They're going to try to vaccinate all these people is what they're going to do. You know? And that's, and, uh, that's and what they're going to try to mandate it on us. Yeah. They're going to mandate it on us because, and, yeah. and like you talked about early, the whole mentality is about protecting the un- – I mean, 
what came out of that Disneyland, it did surprise me because I thought, well, people aren't really going to buy this, you know, that yeah. everyone needs to be vaccinated to prevent, to, I'm sorry, to protect a possibly immune-compromised child. I yeah. didn't think that the public would go for it. They did. I was actually surprised yeah. myself. I thought, well, wait a minute, you know, let's dig a little deeper. Let's look at, there are so many other steps you can take to try to help a, a child that's immune compromised before vaccinating everyone else. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, you yeah. can prevent rape by castrating every man. Sure. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. You know, yeah, I mean, we I laugh know. here, but, mean, but but the truth is, is I mean, yeah, that whole Disneyland thing. Maybe we should get into that again. We're running out of time. In fact, we're almost out of time here today. But um, that whole Disneyland thing is is really a shocker because the reality is, is that the, the, this outbreak, you know, there was uh, it was barely, you know, there was there was very few people that were affected by this outbreak. You know, out of the uh, the, the the you're talking about, you know, tens of thousands of people that supposedly came in contact with this, and this this outbreak right. was absolutely was teeny. And so, but that's a top. For another subject, we're about out of time here, it Tim, is. and I guess we could we could talk about this all day, you and me. And uh, oh, I know, um, thank you. So, yeah, so we go. I want to uh, um, I want to thank you, Jim, for for coming on the show today. It's Jim Spoonius. He's the president of Caratech. Uh, if you want to learn more about uh, uh, what Caratech does, uh, you can visit their website, caratech.com, and they put out these incredible. Uh, these uh, um, uh, catalogs, which are not catalogs. I mean, they're actually of, of the, the, the products that they have. They actually have a huge amount of information. Plus, you have an, uh, uh, newsletters you guys do uh, besides that as well, right? Which, uh, which I think, can people get those for free on your website, or do they have to, uh, they have to sign up, right? Or, uh, oh, at least, all they um, have to do is something. Ca- they call our 800 number or contact us on the web. Um, What's your 800 number, Yeah, 1-800-522-4279. Okay, great. And so you call that, and then, uh, yeah, again, yeah well, ask we, them for a copy of the uh, news, latest newsletter or the catalog, you know, the, this beautiful catalogs you guys put out with, with great information. You. And your website's loaded with information, too, as well. And, uh, you know, and, and, and really, honestly, I mean, how, how long uh, – Caratech's been around for what? For how many years? Well, we've you, been you around got, for 30, 30 years, yeah. and yeah. Uh, our sort of legacy to health reporting goes back to 1966 when yeah. Tom Valentine started investigating. You could just Google Tom Valentine, yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. uh, and there's so much information, and 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 not just on on health though. With with I remember Tom used to do these great interviews on uh, you know just all kinds of topics with all kinds of people. And uh, oh yes, yeah. um, so a wide variety, health and, and yeah, technology yeah. and yeah. Um, politics, but more health yeah. and technology than anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's very interesting stuff. Well, I appreciate it, Jim, and th- and uh, I want to thank you for uh, spending an hour with us this morning. I know you're you're busy, and you probably got to get back to work. I got to get back to work. I got a bunch of stuff going on here today as well. So I want to thank all the listeners, of course, uh, for tuning in this morning to the farm. Uh, and um, uh, every Friday, uh, tune in at uh, uh, eleven o'clock in the morning. Uh, if you miss it, you can go to. Uh, um, uh, overthrow uh, overthrowradio.com check in the archive section or go to blog talk radio and search for overthrow radio and uh, you see all our archives listed we got great shows we got monday we have history today which has been on a hiatus for a little bit but we're going to be uh, resurrecting that bringing that back again that's with paul angel who is a uh, designer extraordinaire and a uh, publisher uh does books magazines uh um 
and uh, and then he hosts the show on uh, history, which is just not you know straight revisionist history and not straight history. It is uh, it is looks at all kinds of different topics from uh, from a lot of different perspectives. Very uh, very intelligent, very uh, thoughtful. Um, Good, good way to spend an hour or two there. And uh, on Wednesdays we have Who's the Bad Guy with Dave Gahari, uh, who is a writer, former uh, he's a retired uh, a Navy uh, submariner, uh, and uh, also has great wonderful guests on that. And then uh, on Sunday nights we have uh, uh, Harvesting Truth with uh, Tara Beth, and uh, that show she uh, she looks at things from a conservative biblical perspective. And lots of uh, great topics and great guests on that show as well. So I want to thank everybody for spending your Friday morning with us. And uh, please come back and tune again, listen again next Friday. Uh, we'll be on same time, uh, same channel, uh, overthrowradio.com and, uh, or blog talk radio slash, uh, blog talk radio slash uh, um, overthrow. We've got... Uh, Lots of good subjects uh, next week. I, I don't know whether I'm going to have Jim back, but we've got Jim, Jim Spoonius back, but we'll see. Uh, always uh, run out of time with him, unfortunately, and cause it, it just it seems like always just when the conversation starts to get uh, more interesting and uh, we start to really get into it, we run out of time. So uh, maybe I'll bring him back in the next couple weeks anyways. Well, well, thank you very much. I hope you enjoy the rest of your day and enjoy your weekend and try to get outside and enjoy some of this weather. And Fall will be coming soon, same with winter and a beautiful time of year to be out. Thanks a lot. Thanks for tuning into the Farm Radio Show on the Overthrow Radio Network, hosted by Blog Talk Radio. The Farm airs live every Friday from 11 a.m. to noon Eastern Time. Overthrow Radio Network has other great shows as well. On Mondays, tune into History Today with host Paul Angel from 10 to noon Eastern Time. And every Wednesday, there's Who's the Bad Guy with host Dave Gahari from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern Time. For more details, check out Overthrow Radio Network's website at overthrowradio.com. And please take a moment to make a donation to support Free Speech Radio. If you value free speech in the United States, you should definitely support it. Have a great rest of your day, and see you next week.